Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, it's your girl Fearless Kia. We're back for another episode. Happy Fearless Friday. Today I treated myself by going for a walk around the block, just taking in the beauty of New York City and kind of taking some alone time to just be by myself and center. So that is how I treated myself today. I am here with a very special guest that goes by the name of Bianca Jaunty. Mm-hmm. Say it right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, because people don't understand because, you know, Bianca is Haitian. So... <laughs> In corporate America, they'd be like, Genty? Yeah, they sure do. So I had to make sure I, like, pronounce it right. And this is my good girlfriend, so I had to make sure that I come correct or she would shut me down. Absolutely. Facts. So <laughs> um, she hails from New Jersey. She is account manager at Nielsen Marketing Solutions. She is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Minorities and Media Connect an organization that provides multicultural professionals with a direct and influential community to network and elevate in their careers. And then, you know, she's lit and she's out here in these streets. She's, you know, popping and things. So welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast. I'm so happy to have you oh, here. Thanks, Kiki. I'm so proud of you. I hope Let's I did you this. justice. You did. Making sure, you, you know. Did. I was like, what she got to say? You know, so many accolades. I don't know. I got everything right. It's just my Friday. That's it. <laughs> so I always like to start <laughs> off the show with what did you do today to treat yourself? What did I do today to treat myself? So what I did today... Um, I think during lunchtime, usually I work through lunch just because like my position over at Nielsen as an account manager and working not only just with clients, but with providers because we sell data. Mm-hmm. Um, I just honestly took that lunch to myself. And honestly, the funny thing is I didn't eat lunch, which is that sounds crazy. That's not self-care. Right. But <laughs> what I did do is like I kind of just walked around over in, you know, the flat iron area and mm. I went over into a couple stores and I went over to the because I'm planning to move to Brooklyn. Yeah, as Come on, girl. Listen, the best bar I might change my mind. So don't get too uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, I, I was planning to move to Brooklyn. And, I, and one of the things I was just like, you know, what, like, let me just start getting my mind. You know, let me start reminding myself of like the goals that I have or just like maybe go into the container the container store and just like start seeing some things and just like visualize things versus just like a Pinterest board and all the things that you think that you're going to get because you can't afford it. But <laughs> um, but after that, I have walked over into Lowe's and I have this <laughs> right now the the there's a piece in Insecure with Kelly where she's over here talking about growth. Right. Like right. that, seg- that it- segment. She's like growth. Growth. So that's what I've been saying for the last two and a half weeks and bothering all of my friends about. But I had went over to a Lowe's and I had just got this little flower plant for like four dollars. And it's this African violet and it's starting to bud. That's but a that's very, just, that's a very important uh, right, flower. Listen. We can't go say nothing <laughs> listen, over here in right my here. Greek world. Oh, but, listen, you know, that's a- <laughs> zero problems, big fella. But, you know, I had grabbed I had grabbed this little grab this little flower. And I was just like, you know, let me just have something at my desk, do something like make a habit of just like watering it and just watching it grow. Cause like sometimes you just don't be seeing stuff, so I'm just like you know. And plus, I just needed my desk to just get some feng shui going. I was on my like eat, pray, love, eyeless stuff, so I've just got myself a little flower. Well, that's awesome. We'll see if it's still alive in a few weeks. You know, like, let me not, let me not. <laughs> you see no, the hate. This is self care. Let me not be so. no. <laughs> no, I'm happy. I'm happy because a lot of people can't keep things alive. They really can. Like in, in real in life, real life, like in actual consistently life. making it a habit to make sure that you are. 
watering a plant and making sure it gets enough sunlight and making sure that it is staying and maintaining this it's like a metaphor for life so that's just yeah that's just really and honestly i just got that i needed that for my desk but i just needed a reminder for myself so it was it was a cheap little glow up but i mean neither here nor there absolutely well that is a great thing that you did today to treat yourself and i encourage everyone to continue to ask themselves what did i do today to treat myself and if you did nothing something's wrong you go find something you you still got (laughs) options the day is not over. It's the weekend, you're going over. into the weekend, so make sure that you prioritize yourself in that. But let's get into the convo. I usually start everyone off with, what is your deepest fear? Let's get into it. So my deepest fear is believing that I'm not enough, right? And so when I had the note that I had sent over to you, I kind of struggle with figuring out like what how to actually like articulate that and so that's why I kind of sent you over some context and I was like you know what like is it a matter of what's the difference between you know uh, being afraid of something versus worrying about something right Right. and so like I was like I really don't know like I worry about a lot of stuff but I don't ever feel like I don't know if I'm afraid or if I'm worrying and I don't know what the difference is so when I looked over in Google because that's our resources for life. Um, worrying is more so from an anxiety standpoint and fear is more so from a belief standpoint. Right. So that was the biggest distinction that I that I understood. Like, okay, so like what are the things that I've literally felt the most fearful about? Like that just like, not just gives me anxiety, but it's just like some sort of like innate, like I got to unpack this and really figure out like, what is the issue here that's like blocking me? And so I think that I realized that sometimes just like not feeling like, I'm enough or doing enough or whatever the case is and you feel like you're overcompensating and Mm. then it just starts driving in different directions. So that's what I kind of realized what it was. It could be spiders. It could be a lot of things. But I think that that belief about yourself is very important. Do you feel like at this point in your life you're not enough? You know what? Right now, I'm going to say that I am enough, right? And I'm going to say that in an affirmative way. Um, because I want to, I want to listen back to this podcast and be like, "Bitch, you enough, right?" But <laughs> <laughs> you was smart, you was kind. <laughs> but the reason why, um, I think to answer your question, you know, what, let me give you an example as when I realized that like I am, and I just need to relax, and I'm doing okay, right? Okay. So. I just came back from a popping trip from in, um, over in Antigua. Um, Colin Devin, shout out to CDE. Um, but he had a 30th birthday party. And before that, I am maneuvering, you know, running a business and working full time mm-hmm. and, you know, managing my life, keeping my edges, you know, all the things that, Very you know, important. millennials are doing at this point in time, right? But I felt like I had so many things that I wanted to get done before I left and I wanted to like everything to be perfect and I wanted to be Mm. like, you know, by the time I left, like nobody got nothing to worry about, right? Not realizing that I had so many things on my plate that I was just like, I don't know, I had maybe had some sort of complex and just being able to say like, I can't do this. Like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm inadequate. Like, I can do anything, right? Like, whatever that thing is. Man, listen, I was running, 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 working, 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 doing all these things, trying to send over stuff to my partner, shout out to Netta, sending over to my boss, sending over to, sending over all the deliverables to mad people. And that Wednesday before, I was actually at a conference over at Programmatic IO for half the day and then still needed a couple things for like, you know, trying to get the flick, trying to get the fit right because we had a metallic, pro- you know, you know, the little details, like, let me let y'all know what I'm, what I'm trying to do out here, right? 
Um, and so sure he was photo ready. Let me, let me, because I was just listen. They gassed me. Oh, they gassed me on this trip because they said they got like four photographers and you're not looking right. You're not getting no pictures. I said, all right, say less. Heard you. (laughs) So you know, long story short, moot fast forward. I realized that my flight. I need to be over at JFK by six. By six o'clock, my homie was gonna come scoop me. You know, I was relatively packed, but I just had a couple other things, and I needed to finish just writing out these, you know, finishing out these articles, putting together these strategies, all these different things. I did not sleep right, and it was around three o'clock that I did not realize that I had fallen asleep, Mm. and I wake up. To someone banging on my door at five thirty, mind you, I just said I need to be at JFK. I live in I live in Jersey. Mm. I need to be in J at JFK at six o'clock, and someone's banging at my door, and I wake up and it's five thirty. I have fifty six different fifty six missed phone calls. I had people frying me over in the group chat, like me, yo, dead. like <laughs> roasting me, like you old sleepy head ass, like you not like <laughs> just going in on me, right? And I'm like, oh my god, it's five thirty, and. I fought, I fell asleep doing work, trying to do all these different things. Mm. And like, you know, luckily to my homegirls literally pulled me out of my bed, grabbed myself and was just like, put on some damn clothes and get in the car because we need to like Mario Brothers run over to JFK. My point in saying all that to say is I didn't cut myself off or set a boundary to be like, it's okay that you can't do this right now. Right. Like, I think that that was the the bigger picture. And that was something that I even talked to my partner about when I came back from the trip. And I had a a phenomenal trip. But when I was explaining to her, I was just like, look, like, I'm going to take this week to really regroup and really just understand the things that I need to get, like, really take a step back, understand the weight of the things that I need to get done and Mm. really put realistic goals and deadlines on what I and not be like I'm gonna get it tomorrow because like that's not realistic and I think that I was just being so hard on myself you're putting unnecessary pressures for no for no damn reason like Mm. nobody died right like no nothing nothing was that deep enough for me to be like to almost damn near miss a flight right and just like almost like I'm exhausted I was on two hours of sleep Mm. and being up for 48 hours and I'm over here trying to push stuff out just so I could feel like I deserve to turn up a little bit right right and I think that that was that was one of the things that I realized, like coming back, I was just like, you're doing enough. You're doing fine. Be in communication. Talk to people, whatever the case is. And so, yeah. But so understanding that you are doing fine and you are OK. Do you feel that you're running an unnecessary race against yourself? at time? Oh, one thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's yeah. like you're running to this finish line of a line that you've set for yourself that is like, look girl it's gonna be okay yeah you know no i i 1000 1000 percent right and i think that a lot of the times is so for me it's understanding that like all right i you know want to make sure that i'm pushing myself to my full potential Mm -hmm. and do all these different things and like you know you scroll through instagram one one morning and somebody got a quick glow up and you feel like you're not doing enough and then it becomes that comparison thing it's just and that's why i have to stay off of instagram sometimes and just give myself stay off of social media and just give myself you ain't some protect listen you fucking lying like let's just like at that point i'm like i'm doing all right like we're moving at the pace that we need to get to. Like everything is going to happen in divine timing. And I just need to respect that. Like I, sometimes I don't respect that. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel like this unnecessary pressure. My dad be telling me that all the time. Yeah. Like, he's like, you need to chill. I'm just like, nah, I can't chill. I gotta get this money. Like, do, you it's too feel, much. do you feel like there was something that may have occurred in your past that you, that reminisced with this idea of self doubt or maybe self sabotage that you may have that you yeah. are putting yourself 
you know, or you're having this unnecessary pressure against yourself? And if so, like, what was that experience and how did you kind of get to this point to at least recognize it and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I know how to pull myself out of that space. I know I don't have to sit in this too long. Yeah. I can be like, okay, let's re, let's get back on track. Yeah. You see yourself slipping a little bit, but you're like, okay, let's get back on track. Let's remember it's going to be okay. I right. don't have to do everything right now. Child, let me just get this up of wine. <laughs> Because I think that those things stem from somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And I want to delve into that a little bit more. Like, when you find that, like you said, worries and anxiety, when you find that you may have those self-doubts of being like, am I enough? Or maybe self-sabotage in ways that you're not doing it on purpose, but it just, that's just because a natural, just, like... You're reconditioned to yeah, that. Yeah. What, what, if there was an experience in the past that maybe kind of started that or built that foundation, what was it and how did you get beyond that as you continue to start your business, run your business, you know, continue to glow up in your career and like really come into who you are. Right. So let me put some context to this. Like, I think that I've always been a busy bee, right? Like that's, it's been a nickname, but my parents have had me in ballet, basketball, choir, soccer, Girl Scouts. Like I was doing, my dad and my my mom had me in everything. Just, they probably should just basically keep me out of trouble. So I had, you know, high five them every other day. Like I turned out, all right, y'all did good. <laughs> um, so leading, so I graduated from an all girls high school with about I want to say like a hundred people over in Jersey, and then I got a full ride over to Penn State, mm-hmm. um, and went to a school with forty four thousand people. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I will say like I was a little bit sheltered. Not to say that like that. I think I was a little bit sheltered, kind of going into that situation. But I think that that was. A very my college experience was very becoming. Mm. It was a very big learning experience, um, and the learning experience was not even just like all right, like you meet all these different people. For somebody that was on such a high, like all American success success track, like I was over in you know Haitian of the president the hate president of the Haitian Student Association over. Um, uh, at Penn State, I was over on the diversity and recruitment team over um, in our admissions department. Like, I was playing volleyball over mm-hmm. in the IM building. And actually, I ended up getting kicked out of school mm-hmm. um, a, a semester before I actually graduated. And that experience for me was just extremely traumatic. Mm-hmm. It was traumatic in a way that it was just like, wait a minute. How the fuck did you actually make that? Like, how did you? How do we get? How do we get here? How do we get here? And the funny thing about it is, so that situation, and like, I think that this is probably like me. I feel comfortable telling you about it because obviously, like, you're my homegirl, and you kind of saw everything that happened. But that was, you know greek related Mm -hmm. in a way that like i think that that was just a looking for some sense of belonging over at school right like you know a lot of people kind of turn to different organizations to kind of figure out like you know maybe that can be accepted in some way in some in some shape or form and like honestly like that experience in terms of just being around like that family part was just like it was great for me because i felt like Damn, like I'm this little girl from from Jersey that don't know nothing. That's just mad shelter. I ain't even. I ain't been out on. I, I drank my first drink, my first drink over at Penn State and got trash. Someone had to carry me home because I didn't know what I was doing. That's what college is for. Listen, no, first weekend. Like I had right. no. I was like, it was just like, girl, get your life. But anyway, like. That experience, you know, getting kicked out of school, in addition to just being publicly publicly humiliated, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, you know, something that like hit the it hit TV, it hit the internet, mm-hmm. you know, people was over here tweeting. It was just like 
cyber not even I don't want to say cyber bullying because I don't I don't ever like to identify myself right. as a victim because in that situation like I take full responsibility and understand like what I did and the the wrong decision making that I did right. from front from the beginning to the end of it right? right but I think that under those circumstances like I literally did not view myself as this successful you know all american you know I hate to say it, but bad bitch that I've always kind of viewed Don't myself as, right? Like, listen, like, you know, listen, step into it, you know, Own it. growth. Um, <laughs> but I think that that experience really kind of traumatized me in a lot of ways that it was, I had teachers like, prof- I was, I was in a, so I lost my scholarship. I was in the McNair scholarship program, mm. got kicked out of that. Like I got kicked, like obviously got kicked out of school. But it, in addition to that, a lot of relationships got cut because they just not, did not want to be associated with that. Mm. And I understand, and I understood it, but it still didn't feel any better. Right. Understanding the truth in that regard, right? Like, so relationships, we're talking about people that I was like, kind of like fake in love with, and then yeah. like I got cut off there. Like, it was just who are my friends? Like, even at that point, I got kicked out of school, I got kicked out, went back home. You lost a lot in such a short amount Yo, of time. It was, it was it like a snap of so, a finger. It happened so fast to the point where like my friends didn't even know that I was home for the first three months that I actually had went back home because I was so ashamed of myself. Like, mm. I was just like, I don't even know how to explain what happened. People were sending me, like, uh, people were sending me articles or asked, people texting me, asking, and you know, like, so under those circumstances, you understand, like, people are looking out and they want to know, like, are you okay? But, like, then some people I don't know. I don't necessarily know if you really want to know if I'm okay or you just being nosy, right? right like, right. because it's just like, that's, that's what the, that's what the heat is about right, right now, right? All right, cool. So now it's like, okay, three months in, I ain't leave the house. My parents, my parents, again, families from Haiti. When it comes to mental health, I think that this is something in the black community that I think recently has been a little mm-hmm. bit more open in terms of just identifying that like black people are allowed to have issues and are allowed to like resolve them and fix them. And sometimes therapy is the is the means to do it. My parents have never like when it comes to Haitians and maybe this is just how I grew up in the house. When you're sad or upset about something, they ask if you are you hungry. Like they'll give you food. Like they'll give right. you food. Like this food. Maybe maybe you need some Julie. Maybe you need some Glia. Like eat this right, and right, just right. like you should be good. Like that should be that should be enough, right? But it was to the point where I was so depressed in my house. I was miserable. I ain't mm. had no money. I was broke. I was everything just hit a a crazy heat wave to the point where my parents are really asking me like, do you need to go to a therapist? And honestly, like at that point, I should have. I didn't because I didn't. Have, I think I went to one or two therapy sessions, but I couldn't afford it. Right. Like it was just like I was I was so broke I couldn't afford the the actual medicare or medicine that i needed to actually get my shit together so i think that that situation recovering from that you know long story short fast forward i would get back into school i did graduate i did jump back into you know the workforce and i really kind of just jumped back into it because i felt like there were so many people were like damn like how's she gonna recover from this like, but i this think is- that you even asked yourself <laughs> yeah that a like, times. like like how are you gonna, how recover, are you gonna recover from this like what is it what you about to do what what made you get out of the state of that three months miserable, you know, being very hard on yourself? Because it is something that you're like, yes, I take accountability for it. But it's kind of like, yes, how the fuck did I get here? Like, why the fuck did I? Like, you think at that age, mind you, we're what, 19, 20? I don't know how old we're Childish AF. Young and childish. And they're like, oh, my God, my life is over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. this shit is over. Like, how do I bounce back from this? How did you get out of that space to, you know, having a strength to p- 
pick yourself up. You know, dust yourself off and try again. Kind of pick yourself up and go back, finish school, go back to you know the university, finish school to move forward and say, I am not going to let this experience define my future right. or who I am as a woman. Right. I'm going to, you know, I don't know what my turning point was. And I think that that's just, I think it's just time, right? Mm. I think it was time, but it was also just a decision. We're talking, this is, we're talking about 2011, 12. Like, mm-hmm. I was supposed to graduate 2012. I got kicked out 2011. So then I graduated. 20, so yeah, we're talking about 2011 into 2012-ish. No, 2012. Yeah. So, yeah, 2012. So this is, we're 20, 20, 2017. Oh my God, girl, it's like five Are years ago. Oh. Let's not talk girl. about it. Yo, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is five <laughs> years ago. My God. Um, I think it was just, I think at some point, I made a decision. Mind you, I'm working. I'm working over at a bar over in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. I was over here trying to make get these bread, coins. get these coins together. I think I was, I was just doing a lot of things that I knew I was. I started doing things I knew I was good at. Right? Like I, I was like, let me start with what play to your strengths. Let me start with let me make the decision here and let me just start with what I know I'm good at. I know I'm smart. I know I can dance. I know that I'm cute. I know that I can you know pick up things very quickly. Like I know like. I know that when it comes to, you know, communicating or speaking to mm-hmm. people, I have a great way of really connecting with people on a public speaking level. Like, I never knew that up until, like, maybe in college that I was actually kind of, like, de- decent at it, right? Um, let me start planning those trends. And I think that through that, I had picked up an internship and I was a sex ed teacher over at this um, over at, not a halfway house. Well, actually, no, it was a halfway house, but they also had a program for like these 16, 17, 18-year-old boys that were in like some government program where it was just like talking to them was really like mad funny because it was just like, clearly I'm not a skinny girl. So you, I'm wearing turtlenecks, sweaters, and they still over here looking at you like, Hey, Miss Bianca. Like, so it was, just, it was like, so stuff like that. It was just talking with people and really teaching them about things that they actually had questions about. Um, so I did that because I had a degree in health. Um, I started dancing. That was, I, you know what? I will say that now, coming to think about it, I think that that was the bigger turning point. I think I did a lot of things leading up to starting to dance again. Mm. I danced for 15 years, stopped by the time I was midway through high school and stopped in college. And so I was just like, you know what? I started taking, I started doing things on my own that I knew that my friends weren't necessarily interested in. Right. So it was just like, dancing was one of them. Like some of my, you know, my friends could like Wu-Tang and maybe like Millie Rock, but like they wasn't trying to do like Haitian folklore. Right. (laughs) Like no one was trying to take like, you know, dance with no shoes on to drums and stuff. So I started taking dance classes over at Alvin Ailey. Um, and I done, ended up jumping onto a dance troupe. Did you look at that as like an emotional outlet for you to get yeah. a lot of those feelings? Yeah, because I think that in that in that year that I got the year the semester before I got kicked out of school, my brother had my oldest brother had passed away, and then following that, it was just a whirlwind of me. Then I get kicked out of school. The whole bunch, you know, relationships started getting cut. My grandfather had passed away that same year. So then it, my grandfather was. Uh, an international dancer in Haiti. He traveled to uh, to France, to Europe. He actually performed and uh, performed and taught Catherine Dunham some of her techniques yes, that Catherine. she actually does. Like so, at that point, I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is like. And I used to take you know one or two of his workshops when he was still teaching, and then he passed away. So at that point, I'm just like, well, maybe you know what? Like, 
let me start dancing again because that was like my thing. Like I did ballet tapping. Like let me get back to me and let me start doing things. Let me start writing. I think that there was a point where I had like ideas of doing like marketing activations. I think I reached out to my leak and about doing like some type of college activation crawl fest. Don't worry, I messed that all up because I didn't know what I was doing. But like (laughs) she actually talked, she took the time to talk to me about it and was like, look, like I don't think that this is something that we can do for Curlbox. And this was before Curlbox became like Curlbox. I mean, like it was like like Curlbox. Like it was before that. Um, But she was just like, you know, you need to reach out to brands and blah, blah, blah. But again, back to that. This is all a growth process, Shout right? Out like, to Miley, right? yo, Miley got me together, that and she doesn't even amazing. know. Like, she doesn't even know how much she really helped so just by a, me shooting an email on her website that wasn't even like what it looks like now. It was like some email I had to like find somewhere. But she talked to me, even at that, like, still a growth process of understanding. Like, am I enough? Like, can I do this? Like, am I? Mm. And I did not even have the strength to like. I have the balls to reach out to brands and be like, look, like this is like. A really good idea I felt like my activation deck was like trash like I just right. like there were so many things where I was just like I don't think people are gonna take me serious and when because she was asking me questions that I couldn't answer but not realizing that she was asking me questions to help me I thought it was just like maybe she's just telling me I ain't shit so like no, <laughs> like I didn't like, these are the I questions could that... not receive any info I could not right. receive it until I got there so talking about experiencing um, loss of people or friends who you thought were your like day ones or I don't know how we would categorize it in college. Right. I mean, you know. I mean, it's always when, yes, that network (laughs) of friends that you (laughs) had at that, uh, you know, in college. But fast forwarding now, have you seen different characteristics of you shift as you evolved into who you are now as far as dealing with people entering and exiting your life? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say around that time in college, right, like the whole getting expelled and then kind of coming back around the time that a lot of relationships got cut. I did not know how to deal with those emotions. Mm. Right. Like so I'm so when you're just like, how did you? I didn't. (laughs) Let's give it a buck. Like I didn't like I didn't. And I don't think I really did up until two years later. Mm. It wasn't until like there were things that were showing up in, you know, relationships that I was building with professionals, people that I was really building relationships um, romantically or, or even just friendship wise that were coming up. And it was just like, yo, like this is a resounding like message that I'm just like, you know, and let me take a step back around that time and moving forward. Like the Instagram wasn't Instagram with all right, the brands right. and what like self care should look like. Like, like it wasn't like you know giving you. They didn't have no like they probably did, but like Rob Hill Senior was not like on my on my explore page. Like I don't even think I had an Instagram at that point. Like I didn't have the access to like talk to somebody that would you know be able to sit down and really understand and provide some sort of guidance. Maybe they had mm-hmm. life. I don't know if life coaching was really like that market boomed as much as it did. So I didn't. I didn't deal with it. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When did you deal with it? I guess it's the real so, question. I think, you know what? A lot of things that I dealt with, I had to... I think that when it came to relationships and just understanding how that looked, I think that there were people that popped up in places that I did not expect them to pop up. And it was like looking like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, so then at that point it was just like okay 
It's like, you know, you see it's either you see a friend that you haven't seen in mad long and maybe you had like a, a bad fallout and it's just like, OK, how are we going to handle the situation? Or you see an old shorty that was just like, damn, maybe he, maybe he was one of the top three. And then like, you know, you guys get it just doesn't work out. And you see him after a couple you see him after a couple years and it pop up and it becomes like you get that anxiety <laughs> all over Yo, again. my chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> my chest. Like it's something about running into that Ooh. old thing that oh, you sis. you and that's why I have to be very clear about you. You had a certain <laughs> emotional connection to because who knows? But oh, who he, knows? Listen, you know, but it was just but like you had that emotional we connection to. We and were this. We were this in your you know <laughs> in your and head. In so your head. when you you see them out in the streets and New York is very big and it's very small. Please. And you start seeing them multiple times. Please. It's like, how do you I... sucking your teeth like, yo. How do I keep a poker face, people. right? Right. Keep a poker face because you don't want to show those emotions but at the same time, you're also telling yourself, like, I'm good on this. I'm over this. I'm da-da-da-da. But are you? You know, but are like, you though? Are you? Because no. nobody should evoke that much energy in, or in your spirit for you to have that, you know, worry or anxiety. But then that goes back to, did you tackle the things you needed to tackle or address or heal from those situations at that time? Or did you do a, oh, we're going to put a Band-Aid over this and keep it moving? And that's it until that bandaid gets pulled off, and then it's like, oh shit! Like, I think within the, and yet, and to your point, I think within the last few years, I think that our generation has a habit. I mean, there's different there's different parts of like Twitter and social media that'll like give you certain advice, and like unless you really want to take that advice from Twitter or whatever, but. It'll be like, you know what? Cut people off. You move on to the next cold blooded. Like, that just be, <laughs> be so hurt. That's like, true. yo, like, yo, if you're not about to, you don't, don't be chasing after no, and they don't want to talk. Yeah. And like, that's and you true get to a real buck in you your be life. Like, yeah, up you until be in you, the mirror, like, I got this. What's to you out here you with all the Michael Jordan faces, the Michael Jordan faces, lonely as fuck, like, just sad about, like, why you didn't deal with X, Y, and Z, right? So I think that in that um, evolving out of that, like to your point, I said like I didn't deal with that, right? So it mm-hmm. wasn't a couple until a couple years later until I realized the value of admitting to my truth in that and how I felt about it and like how feelings and, how that person made and you emotions feel. are important. Like they're important in order for you to really build genuine relationships with people, right? Like for you to be like, you know, a lot of people want to be like closed off and protective and like, you know, to a point that makes sense. But if you're not yourself wholly, if you're not okay with just every, the parts that you don't want people to see, like, right. you know, like at that point, it's just like, being vulnerable in that, I, I learned after two years of whatever situation that was happening at that time that being vulnerable and being able to admit to not anybody else but to myself how I felt about that situation. And honestly, I think I had a conversation with one of my best homegirls and I had a conversation with like my best friend and I like literally admitted to it. And I think that I had to talk through it for like a couple months. And they were just like, Bianca, like, with all due respect, like, shut the fuck up like I'm tired of hearing about it but then it just became a point where I think like I ran into again you get faced with that anxiety you run into the person a couple times you run into your friend that you haven't spoken to a couple times and then you just like you know what it's not as deep as I'm making it are you afraid were you afraid that like like were you afraid that you wouldn't know how to handle yourself if y'all had encountered each other 
one thing, the fear of unknown, as we were talking about in the kitchen. Yeah. The <laughs> fear of unknown. <laughs> what's about to, what's about to go down? Like, is this about right. to be a thing? But I think that. But under- now that you made peace with that. Oh yeah. No, I had you to, know, you had to make peace with it. How have you been able to um, move forward in the dating space as far as um, navigating how much you open up or are vulnerable with someone and, and taking a risk in that regard. Because when you go through an experience like that in your past, it really, it sometimes creeps into your present, even though oh, you're, girl. you know oh, what I'm saying? It sometimes creeps into your presence where it's like, okay, this is like my defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shut this down before it even gets to X, Y, Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Do you, you know, how do you navigate that now? Do you feel that you... Do you feel that there may be a fear of getting back to that place with someone and actually trusting that they'll know how to handle it versus we 19, 20 years old? Right. We all like, nobody knew what the fuck to handle. You know, like, I'm not, no, not knocking college love, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, now we're a little bit, you know, wiser. We've grown. We're a little bit more informed of who we are as individuals. So how are you now going back into that space? I think that, first of all, any of the, up until that, up until I dealt with that issue, I wasn't able to actually, like, actively understand dating. Mm. So that wasn't, like, there was always going to be some sort of blockers, some sort of blinders, some sort of, like, just, you know, whack-ass filter that just, like, I could not see over up until I dealt with that. Excuse me. But I think in terms of how I deal with dating now... It hasn't hasn't it hasn't been until recently that I understood my responsibility and how I view dating, right? Mm. So that's one thing about it is back to the are you an F? Not to bring this all full circle, <laughs> but I think that for the for you know, bouncing back from you know, the incident over at school and then just, you know, disappointing my parents, disappointing my friends, disappointing like my overall network and making them feel like they could have some instilled faith in me. I went into grind mode, right? Like mm. I'm working, I'm working that ass out. Like I'm, you know, at um hustling, I'm over here doing remember do you remember when I did um the It Girl mixers and I was over here doing like yes, this? Yes. Yes. I was over here doing mixers for women at a certain point over in New York City and just like uh with uh, one of uh one of my homegirls, Jackie, um, Jackie Smith. Shout out to Jackie. Like we started that for a quick second, and then I was just you know reaching out to people. I was really just like testing. I was afraid to fail in a way, like, mm. not afraid to fail. I was okay with failing in a way because I understood that that was something I need to like work through in order for me to like really figure out what I was doing. Um, and so with that, like, yeah, there was dating here and there in between and like, you know, little situations or little kikis and morning mm-hmm. texts and like, you know, things that you think could evolve. But then it's just like, wait a minute, I don't actually really don't like you. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, actually. This, actually, I don't really want to do this. Um, but I think that my focus after, you know, really handling, getting a handle on how I felt about that situation that really kind of like shook me up a little bit. Right. I went into a zone where I was very selfish about regaining my confidence in who I was as a person. Mm. So it really like, yeah, I was dating, but I don't even think that I pressed that over as a priority just yet because I think that, I don't know, for me growing up, and I, I know that the, for a lot of other women, they we get advice to focus on your career first and everything else will kind of follow through. Yeah. So, like, I did that, right? But then it was just like, 
you know, you need this thing called balance. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need balance in terms of, like, you know, relationship building. And not to say that you need to be dating everybody, but really just understanding how relationships work, how to connect with people on an emotional level. And not on some stuff like, like, let me, you know fix your life and crying at lat, but really just understanding how to talk to people and how to build with people. I think that that has been within the last year and some change that I've mm. really made a consorted effort to really just like be on some shit like, yo, like tell me about yourself. Like, and really just not talk to talk, but talk to listen and learn about people. And maybe right. hopefully they can teach me something. Maybe that's a selfish way of looking at it, but right. like, I want to learn from you. Like I want to learn from right. other people. So I think that that has been what I've been doing in that lens. That's really good. I also, um, because I think a lot of people do talk to talk, not talk to listen. But I also think that if you are taking the time, the advice where you said back in the day, you know, we are taught to focus on our career and then relationship will come second. I think if somebody would have said focus on yourself mm. and then everything else will come into play, regardless mm. if it's career or if it's, you know, a relationship well. or something. If somebody would have told us that, we'd have been like, okay, focus on me. Like, always keep what me like? at the front of my mind. What do I like? And it's not selfish to be into you first than mm-hmm. anybody else or anything else. It's not selfish to do that. But I think that if we were advised that, then, you know, our perspective on things would be different. Oh, it's just now that this wellness, self-care. Listen, it's a market wave now. Hold is on going. And, and, you know, shout out to everyone who is doing it. Because no, I we do need think that. that. We need that, particularly... <laughs> In the African American community, who and doesn't the really and digital community that doesn't really deal with, you know, mental health mm-hmm. um, issues or things, we're taught to kind of like, oh, cry about it today, but yeah. get your ass up tomorrow and keep Listen. it moving, yeah. Instead of really processing and healing, I have a friend who was like, I'm gonna give you 30 days to whine, cry, do whatever. But after them 30 days, we need to move. On. You, you gotta to move on, yourself. but it's okay yeah. to take. 30 days versus a day. Like, we were it's not literally a day. Cry <laughs> about it, get up, move forward. It's like, damn, you didn't even process what happened. A good 30 days is like, you sat in it, you had your moment, you thought about yeah, the thing, depending. you played the scenario over and yeah. over. And it may take more than 30 days, yeah. but to give it a lot of energy, right? Because how many times, and girl, we can talk about how many That's times fine. did we give a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of... The tea, ladies and gentlemen. The tea. The tea. A lot of individuals energy that, that didn't, didn't deserve, deserve that it. Much energy how many times do we allow people to move beyond their expiration date in That's our lives that milk was expired okay sis. like and it wasn't almond but i also think that and this is i think that we talked about this briefly maybe like a couple of weeks ago but even in that like if you're you know going for a new gig or you pulling up with a new shorty or like whatever the case is and being okay with the fact that one, you're not for everybody. Hello. That's number one. Number two, being okay with rejection because rejection may just be another form of QA. Sometimes we need quality. We need quality assurance. <laughs> like we just need to, we need quality control. And sometimes that very thing that you thought was extremely fire was not it. Like that job Mark. that just like the job where you just like, damn, like I remember even when I was hunting and I was just like, dag, like I really want to work at XYZ company, but they curved me and blah, 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 blah. Not realizing that, like, the next gig that I did get was just like everything that I needed to learn for me to just get to the right. next level. And that goes with people, too. It Rejection is your protection. It's listen. So, and you know what? And a lot of times, especially with that, even when you, you know, you outgrow a situation, you ready to move forward, you're just like, yeah, like, you know, 
job hunting. You like, all right, bet, boom, like I'm about to go get a new gig. Like, you know, I'm out here making like, you know, boom, boom, cat. I'm about to get like, you're like, I'm about to get like, <laughs> like I'm about to glow up over here. And then, you know, God will pull you humble in your and get, he will humble you, number one, but he will also bring you over into another situation where you're making triple, double, literally. which you, like literally things that you didn't even think were existent. You're like, wait a minute. You so over me, here. I was out here being basic. <laughs> over here lowballing myself. Lowballing like, being all right, basic. I'm going to be like right here because I don't want it to be too much where it's like, you know, maybe I do need enough, a little bit more experience. Yeah. But, you know, I just want it to be. Especially as women. A little, yeah, I just want it to be a little bit like You right know, here. like if I can just get like, you know, a couple thousand Next more, thing you know, he up there and took you to a like, whole nother level. You know, I hear another 50 says, all right, go back. Go, go get yourself some by Chloe. Yeah. And you like, oh, that heard you like and then and then it also goes in with relationships too like sometimes at a certain point you feel like you're only pinning or you're only shooting at people that you think are worthy and then you got to take a step back and be like wait a minute all right like first of all how do I view myself mm-hmm. number one number two um, am, do I really want this like is this and what am I and what responsibility what accountability am I taking in this in the decisions that I actually make and not necessarily even just being like you know you know excuse the n-word but niggas is bums and blah 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 because that's that's a very real feeling but it also becomes a thing of like all right like I'm smart enough to know that this person may not necessarily have the very things that I'm looking for if I continue to engage that's, that's on, on you. Me. <laughs> like you are a grown ass woman. You're an adult. So if you continue to engage and do those very things, that at that point you really got to take it out. Like even this might be a controversial topic, but like the the idea of like fuck boys, right? Like Child. people just you know I think that that's a very triggering word for like a lot of men because it's just like if you get called that, it's almost like calling a woman a bitch, right? Like that's I very, agree. It's, it's like it's up there. But even in, under those circumstances, for me, it's just like, if I know somebody is an F-boy and I continue to deal with them, like, am I, per- I perpetuating it? Like, am, where am I going to take the responsibility to just be like, you know what? Nah. I'm good. Versus just, like, engaging and continuing to say that he is this, he is X, he is Y, until he shows different actions, right? So, like, I think that right. that, I think that that for me is something that was just, like, I'm very much so self-aware that, like, it's not even on some victim stuff. Like, again, maybe this is just, like, I just don't ever like being called a victim or just, like, mm-hmm. a, in that regard. I'm very, I'm, I want to say I'm relatively self-aware enough to call out where I went wrong in something or be open to understand where I could have done better. Right. Growth. One of my favorite um, Instagram people who I follow, uh, Kendall Kendall, said, don't be afraid to be great. And I think a lot of people fear that. And I think that, you know, to start to um, close this episode out, I think that it is a real thing. Like, we always question, are we enough? Are we doing? Are we doing enough? Are we enough? Is this who I am? You know, it's always constant questions that we self-evaluate, mm-hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with self-evaluation. It's because you always want to check in with yourself yeah, to make sure, like... Yeah, self-aware. I'm here. You know, we this live, is you. We, we live, live. We live. We live. But, you know, he always says, like, don't be afraid to be great. Like, there's nothing wrong with being great in whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just like, you know, I mean... I even do it sometimes. Like, I mean, it's all right, you know, if I... 
you know, if I get like, you know, 10 people, I'll be all right. It's like, no, don't be afraid to be like, Play aim high. Shoot for the stars because at the end of the day, like it, you gotta believe in your own greatness before anybody else is gonna 1, believe in your greatness. One hundred. So if it's been a you know pleasure to witness as your friend, you really stepping into your own greatness and and evolving from where we've discussed, you know, your past to where you are now. And it's okay to be like, let me just, you know, it's one of them days. I don't know if I'm doing too much, but it's also okay to be like, let me pull myself out of this and be like. Let me rechannel this energy because mm-hmm. I know that I am doing something that's greater than myself. Mm-hmm. And that is impacting a lot of people with MIM Connect and just even, girl, doing your greatness at work and like in your personal life. And it takes time, it takes a lot of energy, but we ain't, pa- we know, we ain't backstepping um, on our greatness. God ain't through with me yet. And one thing, even with that, when you be great, like don't accommodate or try and make other people feel comfortable because they can't get there yet right you gonna step into it be in it <laughs> be okay with it encourage other ones encourage other people don't to look be down at other people but it's one of those things where it's just like you shouldn't have to necessarily belittle yourself in order for other people to feel like they can keep up with you or whatever the case is like if you know that you if you know that what you're doing right is dope and bombing all these other things. Keep doing that. The people will respect it. Will respect it. Yeah, everyone, listen. It's we it's have glow here. up season. This, it's every day is glow up season. Every day is glow up season. <laughs> Don't be afraid to be great, as Kendall Kendall would say. So I like to leave off with a quote, and that is pertinent to my guests' fear. Um, and so this fearless Friday, I will leave you guys with this. There are plenty of difficult obstacles in your path. Don't allow yourself to be one of them. There are plenty difficult obstacles in your path. Don't allow yourself to be one of them. That is by Ralph Marston. So I'll let you guys let that sink in. Sit on it. Because that was deep. It was. And with that, I wish you guys nothing but love, light, and many a blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we out. Bye, y'all.